Hello and welcome, as I invite you to join me, Alan Gibbs, for episode 11 of Christ Matters, a podcast following the continuing diary of my personal spiritual journey, encompassing my ongoing walk with the Christian faith, from its inception seven years ago to now, and, God willing, into the future. For those who may be visiting for the first time, I extend a very warm welcome. And if this is of interest to you, it may make more sense if you also listen to the previous 10 episodes to gain a better perspective on the commentary so far. For those of you who have already been following, welcome back. And I hope and pray that you will all find something which stimulates or encourages you to continue or indeed commence your own spiritual journey, and perhaps continue to accompany me on this journey. Just as a brief brief reminder and to give a backdrop for new listeners, the catalyst for this journey was my mother's death some seven years ago. I started a search for something, I wasn't sure what, that would give me meaning and purpose for life. Otherwise, what's the point of it all? The outcome is that I am making the greatest voyage of discovery that I could ever wish to take. A voyage that takes me to the highest heights and, yes, the deepest depths. But amid it all is the undeniably true fellowship of the Christian faith, which is underpinned by the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blueprint for life that we call the Holy Bible. The ultimate aim of this endeavour is to help others to recognise and accept Jesus Christ as their Saviour, to worship and praise him as the one true God, to understand that it is possible to relinquish our membership of the greedy, selfish and status-led society in which we live, and through the teachings and inspirations of the Holy Trinity and the Holy Bible, learn to help others, wherever and whatever they are dealing with in life, thereby living in such a way that God had initially intended us to live, and by doing so we will reap the benefits of an eternity lived for and with him. So moving swiftly on to reminiscences from 2016, if you tuned in to episode 10, you may remember that I left off having just relinquished my role as a street pastor due to the overwhelming sense of my own worth, or indeed lack of it, in respect of questioning the morality of helping predominantly drunkards to end the evening safely when it was they themselves that had openly decided to get themselves in this position in the first place. I was also finding it physically difficult to cover the longer walking distances to the furthest areas that we patrolled from the city centre. This all caused a conflict of faith within my own conscience, and I was being consumed by thoughts of whether I was really displaying the traits of a committed Christian, or was I just trying to console my still highly charged grief over the loss of my mother, and using the 
do-good deeds as a metaphorical crutch with which to hide this? I really don't know is a short answer, but I do know that this was something I couldn't talk to others within the church community about, as I had through the whole of my life thus far had to deal with my own problems in my own way. Due to my lack of any faith, apart from that within myself. The situation was also further compromised at that time by the news that my wife had been diagnosed with a brain tumour. Well, you could have knocked us both over with a feather and a very small one at that. My wife was absolutely devastated and as for me, it just threw everything into a totally confusing melee of emotional response and it very nearly became the straw that broke the camel's back. I will deal with some more specific memories of this time in the next episode but for now I would like to continue by saying that I was still very much a novice within this walk with God and I hadn't really grabbed the concept of a faithful relationship with him. But that's something that has very much improved over time and knowledge of both head and heart. And I now realise that looking back on all this, I still had so much more to learn. But with his helping hands, I have travelled further along this road since then. And I have to admit that I do see things with a bit more clarity than I did then. But of course, I still have much, much more to learn. That doesn't mean to say that sad or bad things don't happen in my life anymore. Far from it. But I now have a much greater strength and ability to deal with all the difficult times in life that we all, each and every one of us, go through from time to time. Having said all that, there are still so many times that I feel God is testing us to see how we respond. And again, I have learnt over time to accept that it is all about how we respond to these difficult times in our lives that determines how well or badly we are able to deal with these situations and that ultimately it is the relationship that we have or don't have with our Heavenly Father that will determine how we are able to cope or not each time life throws a problem at us. Just to try to clarify this a little better, the following commentary was taken from a daily devotional app I use called Christianity Works, and it explains this phenomenon in better detail. If you believe in Jesus, then you've no doubt found that your relationship with him has had its ups and downs. Sometimes you feel on fire, other times not so much. And the longer these other times go on, the more distant he seems. Our relationship with Jesus has a lot of similarities with our human relationships. A marriage begins in a flurry of romance and 10 years down the track, with a mortgage and two kids, husband and wife can feel a million miles apart. 
Has Jesus lost his passion for you? Absolutely not. Although there are times when he takes a step back to test your faith. But that's not so much a problem because he is ever faithful. But when we take a step back and another and another, when compromises creep in, giving birth to sin, our hearts grow cold and we're left wondering how we'll ever find the way back to that great relationship we had with him. Does all that ring a bell? As I said, our God is forever faithful. So if you happen to have taken a few too many steps back, here he is speaking to you. And this is a quote from Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7. I will make them want to know me. They will know that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will do this because the prisoners in Babylon will turn to me with their whole hearts. So ask him to change your heart to make you want to know him. Ask his spirit to witness to you that he is your Lord and then turn to him with all your heart. He yearns for you and he alone can make you yearn once more for him. So I stood back and back and back and for almost two and a half years, I continually searched for other answers to my questions regarding life and its meaning and purpose for me. During this time also, we were all trying to cope with the emotional devastation and havoc wreaked by the COVID-19 pandemic. And I suppose that just raised the stakes to a whole new level for many of us. But again, I will continue with thoughts from that time in a later episode. And I would like now to move forward to the last month. October brought another test of faith upon myself and my wife when she was informed that she had to undergo a not very pleasant procedure at hospital to determine the reason for a recent health issue. As seems to be the norm with a lot of us, we immediately fear the worst, whilst hoping for the best, and we are no exception to that rule. I think, for us at least, the period of time which elapses between the GP consultation and the actual day of a procedure is the worst time of all, because you just don't know what you are dealing with, and it is so easy for your fears to become ever more prevalent during this waiting period especially as your symptoms do not abate in any way. My reason for mentioning this is that I can unequivocally state that prayer is at the very least a great comforter to those who are going through difficulties in life, no matter what the cause. It really does help to know that we are not alone in our times of crisis. Admittedly, our prayers may not be answered when and how we would specifically like. But of course, there is always the hope that 
even though we know that prayers will be answered, they may be answered in the specific manner and timing that we request. The important part to remember is that as long as we cast all our cares upon him, he will answer prayers in a manner and time which is in our best interests. And once we have made our petitions through prayer, that feeling of a problem shared is a problem halved becomes a great source of comfort, knowing that, as I stated earlier, we are not alone in our struggles. Just to emphasize this concept, I would like to add a commentary taken from my devotional Christianity Works, which begins with a passage from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Jesus got into a boat and his followers went with him. After the boat left the shore, a very bad storm began on the lake. The waves covered the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The followers went to him and woke him. They said, Lord, save us. We will drown. Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You don't have enough faith. Then he stood up and gave a command to the wind and the water. The wind stopped and the lake became very calm. The men were amazed. They said, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the water obey him. None of us likes it when those inevitable life storms come our way, but they do happen, right? And when we're in the middle of one, it more often than not feels like we're completely alone. Maybe you believe in Jesus. Maybe you're even a man or woman of God's word. And you know that in the middle of life's storms, you're supposed to trust in him. Great. But let's be perfectly honest here. When that storm is at its worst, doesn't it feel as though he's asleep at the wheel? That he's making no practical difference in this terrible time? Or is it just me? The morning I prepared today's message, there was a massive storm raging outside my window. The weather map showed red severe warnings up and down the coast. Imagine being out on the ocean in the middle of that. As someone once said, having Jesus in your boat doesn't mean you won't face any storms. It means that no storm can sink your boat. Walk in faith and you will never walk alone. I have also added a further poem this month and I hope you enjoy it. It is entitled, A Life Lost in Love. I've spent most of my life seeking wisdom, lacking faith, never experiencing the faithfulness and peace of God's grace. I've lived my life in a vacuum, devoid of true passion, being selfish and greedy, a follower of world fashion. When I was lost seven years ago, not knowing which way to roam, 
You left your flock to search for me. You loved me and brought me home. You filled my life with faithfulness, with love and strength and peace, and helped me build a relationship I thought would never cease. But Satan started battling to win back his hard-fought prize, and for three long years, through forlorn tears, from you he averted my eyes. Then earlier this year at a funeral, my heart heard you calling to me, and my faith was slowly rekindled. By your side, I determined to be. From that day forward, my faith has flourished once more, though I still face troubles and fears. Your love, strength and peace are the rocks of my foundation, bound together by cement of many tears. But hey, Lord, tears of joy, not sorrow, as I celebrate and worship and give thanks for your everlasting grace. For your glory, we pray, fill us with your spirit each day and may the world feel the love of your embrace. Well, that's all for this episode, folks, and I hope you have found some stimulation or encouragement from my commentary. Episode 12 will be published on the 1st of December, 22. And in the meantime, I pray that God will bless you all in everything you do. Amen. <laughs>